Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. My name's Eric. And my name is Mike. Whoa, it's been a while since I've done that. I almost I almost slipped on my intro there. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered how to do it because I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> well, it's been just, a while, mate. Yeah, yeah. How long has it been? Um, almost a month? It's been more than a month. I actually just looked back. We released our last episode on March the 13th. My God. Um, and we are now recording this on April the 24th. So yeah, uh, I'm sure everybody listening will be well aware that the world has, in a lot of respect. <laughs> we uh, kind of left well, our listeners on an ominous <laughs> note, didn't we? <laughs> like We didn't really make an announcement or anything. No. But, uh, which I guess, I feel a little bit bad about that. We sort of fell off. We were just adjusting. We had some technical difficulties um, and just kind of adjusting. I mean, we could have been a little more proactive, but just both of us were adjusting to the new lifestyle and everything, and uh, things were up in the air. Yeah. Things things kind of spiraled out of control um, pretty quick. I remember that last episode that we did, and we were just, all amazed that I remember it was the day that the NBA cancelled. It was the, the day the that Tom Hanks got diagnosed. Exactly. I mean, it, it feels so long ago now. And, and I mean, I feel like we recorded yeah. that episode on the cusp of everything popping off. It was literally the first day that it started to manifest itself as a real thing that was going to impact our lives. Yeah, that 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 was that was the day. That that was the turning point for sure. I remember a few episodes before that we were kind of a bit jovial about the whole subject. That was back well, when only all the cases were in China. And that was um, where I kinda wanted to step in <laughs> with a little bit of an apology to you, Mikey. Because okay. about yeah. about a month I, I, I mentioned to you this to you just before we recorded, but um Mm, I've been looking forward to this, this yeah. apology you've promised me for something. For, for I think about, I know what it might be. For about four weeks before our hiatus, when we were still doing episodes regularly and uh, making it happen, um, you wanted to talk about the coronavirus. It was an ongoing thing in other parts of the world, starting in China and spreading its part, you know, spreading itself to other parts of Asia, eventually to Italy and other parts of Europe and everything. The cruise ship industry was being hit micro quarantines mm-hmm. were happening in different and you're like, Oh, let's talk about the coronavirus. Let's and I'm like, dude, this is bullshit. This is not gonna like impact us. This is just being inflated by the media. This is all a big scare thing right now. Like, you know, this is just happening mm-hmm. in little microcosms. This is not gonna and then we did that episode where I finally caved and I'm like, fine, let's talk about it because Tom Hanks has it the NBA got cancelled. This is starting to be something. And now it's the only thing. So, exactly. I forgot what we used to talk about. I I forgot what there used to be on regular news, uh, to be honest. Um, Especially being a nice break because all the other news we would hear at this time would probably be about the US election because it's an election year. So it's good to get away from that. It's been a nice Um, break from that, if anything. I I appreciate the apology, mate, but I, I was on to this. 
probably earlier than most. And I think it's because yeah, I'm yeah, you're a little that. hipster to the coronavirus. <laughs> you probably knew it when it was Corona seventeen or COVID seventeen, didn't you? <laughs> I was ahead of the curve. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I knew the curve before we needed to flatten it. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, because I, I, I was only made aware of it because I, I started looking into conspiracy theories about it. And okay. I knew that it would eventually get here, but obviously not to the scale that, of course. that it has, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, March 13th, and, and we left everybody um, kind of in the dark. And I actually just went, we quickly went back. Yeah. Um, and the day that we released that on March 13th, um, in Canada, take a guess, how many cases of COVID-19 there was in Canada? I'm going to say between 200 and 250. It's actually a really good guess. I was surprised at how low it was. It was 186. Okay. So 186 cases, and we were already kind of freaking out at that stage. It's now up to 40, uh, 43,888. In Canada. Um, in Canada, that is, yeah. Which, you know, at this stage, at this stage, I'm really only concerned looking at BC numbers, let alone Canada, let alone the rest of the world. But uh, yeah, when you kind of put it in that context, it feels like it was it was all a long time ago. Truly um, does. I mean, it's grown we, rapidly. That, mention, of course, was before accurate testing was being done, and like the numbers. Well, I feel, I feel I still don't think it's completely accurate because BC isn't actually even doing that many tests. Um, so I don't think the numbers are very accurate. Um, but I think I, I was just going to say as well, for those listening, the audio is a little different to usual. Obviously, um, you and me aren't in the same room. I'm in my apartment and uh, I'm calling through via Bluetooth for our magical uh, podcasting machine. I mean, I think our um, listeners know we're more responsible than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean that that was um, part of the adjustment why we've taken our little hiatus is to uh, is to um, you know learn how to distance ourselves and still record the show. I mean, we did it a fucking continent away back in the fall, but uh, yeah, that's true. And and as you brought up earlier before we started recording, James and I couldn't really figure out. <laughs> how to, and yeah. you mentioned it was the fact that we were both over 30 and that's the reason. Yeah. It took me it 30 so seconds to figure it out and it, two 30 year olds could not. I remember the episode particularly was with my mate Sam Lee. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, like a shit space um, needle. Like a shitty space needle. And that audio was terrible because we literally just set the, a phone up next to a microphone because yeah. we couldn't figure it out. So apologies for that. I guarantee it'll be better now. Yeah, hopefully um, it'll be a little better. Um, I did want to share yeah. um, one COVID stat, though, that makes me smile. I, I mean, this is a Vancouver-based podcast. We celebrate Vancouver here in British Columbia. And uh, this Absolutely. just popped up on Twitter earlier today. But um, it said that uh, there are three provinces in Canada, 14 countries in Europe, west of the Czech Republic, and 23 states in the U.S. with at least 5 million people. B.C. has the fewest COVID-19 deaths per capita of all of them. 
wow, that that's pretty impressive. And I, I think a, a huge percentage of them deaths um, are probably in um, like care facilities and um, old folks' homes, which still isn't good. Yeah. But and not that we're um, gunning for bragging rights here in BC just because we happen to <laughs> be the last on that. Not. <laughs> but certainly not. Uh, I think. Um, I think Canada's done okay. We're, we're, we're going okay, but there's definitely other countries that, that can hold bragging rights over us. Oh, um, certainly. Korea? South Korea, shouts out? for sure. Korea, Japan, New Zealand, Australia is doing phenomenal. Um, yeah, Australia is getting at the moment between 10 and 20 new cases every day, which is which is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, kind of handy being an isolated island. In, in times like this, I suppose. It does help. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was going to mention, we've only seen each other um, once. Very is, it, is it once? Yeah, we've, we've met up on Zoom a few times. We celebrated your birthday there, and then uh, we did have uh, one star-crossed meeting when... Um, there happened to be a uh, birthday treat baked by somebody... Uh, when uh, when you when you turned the big three one, the other week. The big three, the big three one. Oh, uh, and not to disclose your most, age. One on of the most special. Oh, that's okay. I think I think I've let it slip, slip once or twice. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was lucky enough to have my birthday during this time, and it, it will actually be an unforgettable birthday. Um, that's for sure. And it's sure quite it strange because my thirtieth my thirtieth birthday last year was probably. One of the biggest ones I've had with the most most people, and, and this one quite uh, quite the opposite. But um, but uh, I was lucky enough to have a, um, a a Zoom party. I suppose is that what you'd call it? I don't know. Um, I'm not I'm not really over the the technology or, or how that really works. But uh, Heidi surprised it with me and uh, bought it out, and they were like what fourteen. Faces and it, and it was a big surprise and it was like friends that were in Vancouver, friends that were back home in Australia and like so a lot of you didn't really know each other. And oh, it was like cool. That. People and from all over the place. We had what BC, Saskatchewan, England. Was there England on there? No, you didn't end up getting on there. No, there was supposed to be Sam from England, um, but uh, yeah, where else? Perth, obviously. Yeah, um, and Sydney and. Sydney, yeah, Keegan was was yeah. um, was stuck in yeah. stuck in uh, Sydney, um, who we'll have on as a guest. Yeah, um, he went he went through an incredible was pretty incredible story. He uh, had to serve uh, fourteen days of quarantine in a in a Sydney hotel. So we'll have him on yeah. in the next couple of weeks to, to share his experiences once again. Yeah. So that's and, a, that's pretty, a little um, sneak preview listeners. Um, one thing that Mikey and I've talked about wanting to do is we've had several friends, some who've been on the show, some we've talked about on the show who've been abroad. Um, our first guest Keegan included him being in Canada was him being abroad who've been displaced because of the whole COVID thing. Some voluntarily like Keegan, some not. And so we want to have mm-hmm. them on um, to, uh, to uh, yeah, to kind of talk about those experiences, having their abroad experiences cut short in some cases. Yeah. 
much shorter than they would have mm-hmm. liked to. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've, we've, uh, ha- have some friends who are doing some pretty cool things during COVID as well, who we might have on. I've seen our friend Alexis, she's been doing a lot on online on Facebook and stuff to kind of try to lift people's spirits and all kinds of cool stuff. So it won't be as a broad focused, I'm sure going forward. Um, but if you, uh, want to hear our voices, if you want to, uh, you know, keep updated with what we're doing. If us giving you whatever value this provides you uh, helps out, we're happy to keep doing it. So I've missed doing it. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a big part of why we had to stop was because uh, my phone was uh, completely yeah. well, unusable. <laughs> I uh, mean, I'd had that phone for four years and yeah. the battery life, started to diminish quite quickly and it was it was at a point where I was probably able to have the phone on for about 20 minutes mm-hmm. so it went from 100% to 0% and then I noticed that my phone started getting quite fat as in <laughs> there was a bulge appearing at the back of my phone. Did your battery blow up? That it either blew up or it started leaking something is what I'm assuming. That's what starts and to happen with old batteries. They're not meant to last. Yeah. So it, it was so severe. Um, that it popped the back off and also popped the screen out and it was just being held together. Like the screen, the back and the middle piece was being held together by this uh, the tiniest bit of glue. And uh, it got to a point where even when the phone was plugged in, and charging it would last maybe two minutes. So yeah. unfortunately, that that so, made this rather impossible <laughs> as well. But I splurged and, yeah. and got myself a new phone. I was going to say, listeners, um, not to disclose too much personal inf- too much personal details, Mikey. But you know, our old job uh, when it, Mikey was out of a job and out of a phone at the same time, and those aren't too particularly uh, advantageous situations to be in when it comes to uh, getting new technology and stuff. And so it kind of postponed the uh, digitization, the uh, social distancing of this podcast. It was uh, was a little frustrating. I mean, I know, like living a broadcast, we operate like on a slim $100 million budget per week as it is um, to pay the talent and stuff. And uh, just without that margin, you know, we... uh, got cut by yeah. about 25%, I think. So I took my salary and then, uh, you just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you having a beer right now? Yeah. 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 How uh, can I, you tell? I, I tell you what, I'm barely drunk. I'm barely drunk. And really? I only asked that because I know early on mm-hmm. in the podcast, we would try and convince people to come on and tell them that we would provide them with beer, but we kind of slowly just stopped doing that. Because we were worse at podcasting when we were drunk. Yeah, at least I, I was. A, you, you you had a bit of a habit of just zoning out, mm-hmm. and I had to try and get your attention to zone in. Um, but at least then I could see it. Now I can't see you, so it's even harder to see what's going on. No, but, it's you know, all good. I'm here for a while. But that's why. Um, yeah. So, what have you been up to, mate? What have you What have you been? Um, spending your time doing well i mean a lot of it has still been working like 
I'm fortunate enough that my new job has kept me busy 40 hours a week at least. Like, um, I, I guess I haven't talked too much about what it is, but I, yeah, um, work in a, work in a sector that's still, uh, more important than ever right now and, uh, is busier than ever. So I'm just working away at home, uh, eight to four weekdays. But, uh, other than that, I've been getting super into bike riding. Um, I find that having a commute every day is something that I missed really quickly. And so basically as soon as I get off work every day at four o'clock, I grab my bike and I'm riding about 20 kilometers every day. Been doing nice. that for the past that's, two weeks or so. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, not to, not to get too having... braggy about the exercise, um, but yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been having really good weather and I kind of thought about that. Oh, that too. Last summer, yeah. I didn't ha- last summer I didn't have a car, so I was cycling to work a lot. And I realized that I've definitely, definitely missed that. Um, obviously not being able to go to work. Um, but it's funny that you said you missed the commute, just mm-hmm. missing them little everyday things that kind of makes us feel human. Well, it becomes, um, it, it's a weird relationship. Like I know, you know, millions of people work from home, you know, regularly minus COVID, but mm-hmm. I've never had a job where I've literally just been able to roll out of bed 15 minutes before, I'm supposed to start working, put coffee on, you know, throw on some gym shorts and sit at my computer and, you know, do what I do. But, uh, yeah, you know, for the first week or so it's nice. And then it just becomes like, okay, all right. It, it would be, it would, uh, I'd find it tough. I, I've, and, I've always found it tough to self-motivate. Yeah. Um, and it's not even I'd find that really difficult. It's not even that part. I mean, I guess this kind of ties back into things we've talked about on this show, but like we talk about when you move to a new place, how long it takes for that new place to become your home. And then when your home, you know, becomes especially just like an apartment, like we all kind of live in, at least in Vancouver, becomes the only place you're able to go, it kind of changes that relationship where it's like, well, it's my home. And it's my workplace and it's kind of my social Mm -hmm. space and it's my creative place. And it's, you know, it, when it becomes so all encompassing, it's like, I mean, maybe I'm just pretending by going out 45 minutes to an hour every day just to go for a bike ride to like pretend there's a distance of, oh, I'm riding 20 K from my apartment to my apartment. But like, Just sort of. Uh, I think I think that's I think that's important. That that's for sure. And we've we've been lucky in Vancouver that we've ha- we haven't had to have such a severe lockdown where you know you, you can still do that pretty pretty mm-hmm. comfortably. Um, and even a lot of heavy lockdowns are allowing people out to exercise. It's yeah. really only northern Italy that you weren't able to do that in. Um, but it's been really good, and I've been doing similar things. One thing I've always enjoyed doing, I often do it to clear my head, but I do like just driving around. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, 
adding to the greenhouse gases and just um uh, no no we got to keep our pollution standards somehow thank you for doing that that's <laughs> no worries I'm, I'm keeping the quota and um so i do that so i don't know i, I do that not every day every, yeah. maybe once or twice a week just for the hell of it because it feels like i'm doing kind of something productive and then kind of been running a little bit as well and Nice. Practicing, you know, grinding hard on the old disc golf practice, of Perfect. course. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, I did four hours of it yesterday, throwing. I'm going to say, you, you suffered a little bit of an injury. I pulled my back or something, man. <laughs> I got out of bed this morning. It was so sore. God, I hope this isn't, you know, downhill for me physically. Oh, man. After the after the big three one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, um, I got to tell you though, Mikey, uh, I have been doing a little bit of a uh, virtual traveling too. Um, okay. th- this is, this might be in one ear out the other for you, but, uh, I've been playing the video game animal crossing a lot. Have you heard of this phenomenon? Animal crossing. Uh, I haven't. It's a game for Nintendo. It's a ge- so this uh, this all kind of ties back into COVID, but uh, it's a game for Nintendo Switch, and uh, it's a game where you start off on this like desert island, living in a tent, and the whole point of the game is basically to just like build up this island into a town, and you make friends with your neighbors, and you renovate your house, and you decorate your island, and you pick fruit, and you catch fish, and catch bugs, and donate to a museum and build up this town. And it's basically this virtual world that you visit on switch. Um, and it came out right kind of like we talked about our last episode was March 13th. This game came out March 20th and it's became like the talk of the internet for the game. People are playing celebrities are getting in on this. It's one of the best selling digital games of all time. And, uh, it has actually created wow. a global shortage of Nintendo Switch consoles. You can look this up. Um, wow. And it's created this crazy uh, aftermarket for them. Like you go on Craigslist and they're $1 or $200 but over retail price. Is, so, so it's just a game where you just build up a little, a little city. Yeah. A little town. Yeah. Uh, aren't there loads of them games on computers and, and phones and stuff what, what oh, makes this one so special there's a ton this one i mean it's an ongoing series it's been like there's been probably five or six of them since the early 2000s but this one i don't know it's just got like kind of a special factor to it that uh it's got a lot of charm the artistic style is really cute and unlike a lot of these games, it exists in real time. So like, you know, the stores have certain hours in them and you play animal crossing. Like you would live in a real day. Like it goes hour to hour kind of thing. And, um, right. I don't know, for whatever and reason, like we can't do that in real life. But. Yeah. And you can go online yeah. and you could play with friends and you can, you know, visit each other's towns and hang out in the game in a way that you can't in real life. And like, I guess it's no more special than what you would do in other games, but it's just got kind of that charm factor to it that, yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, this is, this oh, we're, getting, we're getting close, aren't we? We're getting close to living in a virtual world, Eric. But I've been playing a lot of that. This is exactly what Bill Gates wanted when he created COVID to get us all in a oh, virtual geez. world tracker. That's what you're going to bring up? Micro, that, that Bill Gates created all this? A... <laughs> no, I'm joking, of course. Uh, so Animal Crossing is going to be the game always associated with COVID. To me, uh, Tiger, King, Tiger King will always be the TV show associated with COVID. Yeah, I think. Have you watched that? Um, I'm about halfway through it. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like does it day. does it hurt you that you're gonna come out of quarantine like once this is done and new people meeting you are just gonna think that you're trying to do a Joe Exotic? Like, look. <laughs> I'm trying to do a, a, a Joe Exotic like, look. Like new people meeting you, people who haven't seen you before all this. Uh, you know what? I haven't thought of that, Eric, but <laughs> now I'm going to be extremely concerned. Um, Joe is just, uh, I don't think I dress as a flamboyant. As, no. As Joe. I think I think it's just um, long, long. It's long, long blonde hair, and you're growing out your mustache. Uh, and I got a couple of piercings. Um, yeah, you do. I haven't got that terrible saggy eyebrow one yet, but I'll tell you this. Mm. Um, pretty early on, watching Tiger King, I had decided on my Halloween costume for this year. Yeah. Um. So, so this might be the one year if Halloween goes ahead. You know, might get cancelled just like anything else. But Probably won't year, go ahead. Could, could be the first time in about six years that I haven't gone as Kurt Cobain. So it could be a record-breaking <laughs> year. Um, you never know, so, Joe Exotic. So that, that, uh, that respect. Um, <laughs> do you think Carol Baskin murdered her husband? Definitely. Have you got to that part? Without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, without the full season's worth of supporting evidence, of course, from the second I laid on That's eyes right. on her, I'm like, whatever, whatever crime people are accusing her of, her of she did it. But yeah, she's still not I as creepy as Doc Antle to me. You know what? I, I I honestly think that Joe Exotic is the third creepiest, maybe not even third, but I think Carol Baskin and Doc Antle are the two most creepy people. Oh yeah. Um, in that uh, in that documentary, Joe Exotic's a man of the um, people. Yeah, I know. Obviously, none of them were happy with how they were portrayed in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I don't even want to know what goes on behind closed doors at uh, Docker Antlers Place. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, he had long hair as well, didn't he? Maybe I could go with him. Yeah, go clean shaven, gain what? Triple your body weight, probably. Yeah, I'd have to do have to do a bit of bit of work on that song. I was gonna say, Doc Antle was the creepiest one to me. And if anybody listening hasn't watched Tiger King, first of all, what are you doing? It was the talk of the town three weeks ago. But uh, other than that, um, uh, Doc Antle, the way he was shot in that show, like they only ever show shoot him from like the neck up, and there's a couple side shots where, I mean, the dude's a big boy, but then you see like a couple like shots where he's like, no, no, only film me from the neck up. And he's definitely very yeah. vain. 
Well, I mean, yeah, you can see with who he employs. He only employs like young, young hot females. girls. And yeah, for the first couple of episodes, they only filmed him from the neck up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a he's an interesting fellow. It was as an animal lover, it was it was hard to watch because obviously yeah. I don't agree with zoos, especially these kind of amateur style zoos in the first place. And I didn't get told after. I she was saying she was a saviour of animals and things like that, but it looked like her setup was not nowhere near. Like you know, it wasn't better than Joe Exotic. That's for sure. I think they were both in bad condition. But uh, how did we go deep so deep into? Oh, I don't know, man. But um, I, I, that's a good I, I, transition point to another thing I've been trying to do during quarantine. Which is, uh, I mean, uh, okay. they were into, uh, you know, trading animals and stuff like that. I've been trying to adopt one. Um, it's well yep. documented on this podcast, my uh, fostering cats experiences. <laughs> but uh, I've been trying yeah, to get a dog. I've, bad. I've been trying to get a dog in this quarantine. Hard time to do it. Hard okay. time to do it. So... I dip my um, toe in the water of getting a dog. Um, my girlfriend and I fostered a dog about three weeks ago named Axel, and he was this great big dog. He was like a shepherd Great Dane mix. And we had him for six days before he was adopted by someone. He was the biggest beauty you'd ever meet. So gentle, so kind, so good with dogs, uh, wh- like, like maybe an eighth the size of him. He'd just, you know, be so gentle with them, good with cats, good with kids. But, you know, he was probably also an eighth the size of my apartment. He was massive. And (laughs) just a a little too big for my life. Wouldn't have been fair to him to keep him, but uh, really. That's the same. But is is that an opportunity? Like, uh, you know, if you are, say, three days into um fostering an animal and you fall in love with them, I assume you're allowed to turn around and say, hey, I actually want to adopt them. Certainly. And we had that opportunity with him, but it just wouldn't have been right. But yeah. uh, it has yeah. ignited um, a new uh, a new uh, thing for me to really want to try to adopt a dog. So I've uh, exactly. been... Uh, I mean, and that, as we spoke about a few days ago as well, off air... Um, you know, you're spending a bit more time at home as well, so it'll be, uh, oh, it'll be well n- looked after. There's no better time to adopt a dog, but so is uh, that opportunity for just about every other person in Vancouver right now. So we've exactly. faced okay. a lot of issues yeah. with it because the only organizations that are allowed to bring dogs into their shelters, and the majority of dogs adopted from rescues in Vancouver aren't from Canada. They're from either it's usually California, Mexico, Korea, or other, a few other random countries. Um, yeah, but it's because there's, well, there's no stray dogs in Canada (laughs) and, uh, yeah, no, we get them from countries that have stray dogs and they fly them in. 
And since there's no yeah. access to, you know, flying across borders right now or driving across borders, there is, you know, obviously, a, you know, not that animals are a, something to be quantified like this, but a supply shortage, if you will. And um, yeah. the only organizations that are allowed to bring animals into Canada, driven specifically across the border, um, are animal shelters that are registered as charities. And because the, right. the majority of them are registered as nonprofits and there's a legal distinction between the two. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, only the only the charities are allowed to bring dogs into Canada, meaning that I think there's two shelters in Vancouver that are registered charities, meaning that like there's only ever maximum maybe 40 dogs available to adopt in the entire city at any given time right now when the desire yeah, for a dog, I mean, it's like finding a fucking apartment in this city. Yeah. yeah that's a uh, good point. I suppose my only worry is that, you know, similarly to Christmas time is, is really popular for people getting dogs and, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them get taken back after Christmas and they realize that responsibility. I hope people, you know, aren't getting dogs for company at this point and then they go back to work and they're like, oh shit, we don't have time to look after their dog well, or put it back in a shelter or something, you know? Well, that's the biggest thing is I've been worried about it too and I've talked about this with Sabine is the buyer's remorse that comes with this demand where it's like dogs are so scarce right now that it almost becomes an impulse thing where people are like, I want a dog. I can get a dog. Oh, dogs are hard to get. So I want to get one because they're hard to get. And, um, that you shouldn't be just adopting an animal on impulse. It should be a thought process and you got to think out the long term. which, you know, it's been kind of in the, uh, something in the works for a while now with us. And we wanted Mm -hmm. to do the foster thing, which really, even though it was a short time, kind of, made us realize that we're in for it so yeah demand for dogs up demand for bats and pangolins down I yeah would say. yeah yeah bats and pangolins <laughs> i mean i oh I, shit i should have mentioned earlier i i did adopt one of each of those and i'm looking Sorry. into getting oh you did adopt one of those uh, yeah a bat and a pangolin and i'm looking to get them um, partners for each so they have friends but at least you can't. At least a bat won't be able to fall out a window. So that that's one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about. Such an asshole. They're creepy looking things. Um, okay, what was what was I going to say along those lines? Did you hear that two cats in New York tested positive for COVID? Really? Yeah, yeah. Cats traveled to cats, gone to another species. On um, cats. In cats, yeah. Um, and did it spread to people? Little... Sorry? Did it spread to people? They don't know. They don't know. Um, well, obviously, people gave it to the cats, but they don't know if cats uh, can now give it to people. Um, so, as, as another extra dimension to, to the so, issue. I have a piece of information. Um, I'm going to leave everything beyond the nugget that I want to share, but 
I know somebody who adopted or originally fostered a cat. It was many, it was three years ago who adopted Mm -hmm. this cat, but she had some medical issues when it was adopted, the cat. And one of them was a strain of Corona. A strain of Corona? Yeah. This was three years ago and it was cured, but it was in the family. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they're mammals, just like, just like us. So if, if a disease can jump from a bat to a human, I'm sure it can easily jump to, a, to you know, a, a dog or a cat. For sure. Uh, and I, I'm no infectious diseases expert. If, if you didn't realize, then I could do or not. But, uh, but I'm probably talking out of my ass about all of this, so I wouldn't take, wouldn't take my word for anything I say, but... I mean, uh, isn't anybody yeah. at this point? I mean, the information on it is very skewed. Well, well did you hear that, um, you know, the, the leader of the free world now suggests that we ingest um, disinfectant to, to, to cure? Yeah, yeah, I did that okay. earlier today. Yeah, and did you get um, tremendous light, ultraviolet light? That, that was the other mm-hmm. thing you have to do. Yeah, yeah, um, So go out and, and lay in the sun. Yep. Uh, with your clothes off so, it, so the light gets through your skin. Um, you know, that's the only way to do it. Chug, chug a bottle of um, bleach while mm-hmm. you wipe your skin with chlorine. Um, that, that's the best way to do it. That's how to do it. Um, Probably put a disclaimer out that nobody does that. No, I'm good. Um, I'm gonna go dancing at the Fox Cabaret tonight now because I did that. <laughs> you know you that uh, you can you sweat the virus out the way that you sweat every time you go to the cabaret night. This is something I'm maybe a little embarrassed about. I can admit this on the show, I suppose, but I had some friends in from out of town. And we went dancing at the Fox Cabaret literally the last night they were open to do so. Just to go dance? Not on purpose. I mean, it was before the whole reality of COVID had really set in. I had friends in town from out of town. And I mean, the bar was open, so we went dancing. (laughs) Why not? I mean... uh, it's uh, it's funny how we just took everything for granted, hey? It seriously was. And I think it was, you know, probably a few days after we recorded that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I don't know if many people would have predicted it, uh, it getting, it getting this Definitely far. Definitely not. That's for sure. But I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. Most countries, their numbers are stabilizing or going down. DC is, uh, is, is doing pretty well. The UK looks like they've got some kind of weird strain that can be quite deadly, but for the most part, you know. Yeah, the UK is being okay. hit kind of uniquely hard, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the numbers and you look at, you know, death per population, they've been hit, they've been hit really hard, so I'm not too sure why. Um I suspect places like London and New York that have uh, bad air quality 
and pollution. I assume a lot of our older residents who have lived in their city for a long time, that their lungs probably aren't super healthy. They're a smoking um, culture too. Smoking culture, obviously, that's what has hit places like China in the first place and, and Iran and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, fingers crossed that Boris is out. He's, he's all good now. Is he? I haven't heard much of it. I think he is, right? Probably. Johnson, I feel all. like we would have heard he's something. But maybe the fact that we aren't hearing something is not good either. Um, Mikey, I have a question yeah. for you. Sure. So, COVID is over. Um, we've all chugged our bleach, our leader of bleach. We've all nude suntanned in an ultraviolet light. Um, yep. The world is cured, thanks to Professor Trump. Um <laughs> You go okay. to the airport, and since tourism is low, um, they're going to give you a, a $50 ticket to wherever in the world you want to go. Where's that flight going? Uh, Wuhan's pretty nice at this time of year, I heard. <laughs> um, uh, Northern Italy. Um, no, I don't know. Um I could say a really boring answer. Is it home? Um, yeah. Not a boring answer. It's That's not a boring answer. answer. That's a sweet answer. That's kind of what I expected but, you to uh, say. Yeah, times, times like this. Yeah. Living abroad, away from family, um, can, definitely have its, can definitely have its challenges. And, and I got to admit, um, probably just after we, probably mid-March, Around the time, just maybe just after we record our last episode, yeah, there, there was a strong chance I was I was really thinking about um, heading back. It was basically when uh, Trudeau um, shut the borders, and I essentially lost my job. Um, and there was all this talk that airlines was going to stop running, which they have now, and you know, kind of the knee-jerk reaction is to hop on a flight and, and get home or else you're going to have this sense of being stranded and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I decided to stick it out here for, for a couple of a couple of reasons. One, if I had left, um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to get permanent residency, which I'm still waiting to hear back from. So I would have been giving up that, meaning I wouldn't have ever really been able to come back to, and live in Canada. Yeah, um, but if it were all to be over um, and I had a fifty dollars ticket, I think it would be great to go home back uh, back to Perth. I was certainly that's a perfect answer, especially for my parents at the start, as they are uh, they're both in their seventies. But uh, it's a relief to see that you know Western Australia they actually had zero new cases yesterday. They had two cases today, so they're doing a good job. But um, that that's good. Amazing. Uh, um, I like that question. What what would what would you go for? Oh man, somewhere fucking expensive to fly to normally. <laughs> Cape Town, uh, Bhutan. Cape Town. I don't know. I've I've never heard you talk about South Af- wanting to go to South Africa. Cape Town's dope, man. My brother spent a month there. He loved it. 
There's surfing. Yeah. If you go a few hours north, it's a cool cultural hub. Um, great diving there. It's uh, just a happening city. And uh, yeah. Wait, great diving? Cape yeah. Town is like the home of great, great white shark attacks. Yeah, that's where you dive with them. Great. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, in cages. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, I'd dive in a cage with a great white shark. Um, maybe like Patagonia. Like I've always wanted to go to um like yeah, that really southern part of South America, either like Argentina, yeah. Buenos Aires, or like Chile, like great right to the bottom in Patagonia kind of area. I go to the Galapagos yeah. and stuff. Patagonia is definitely on the on the bucket list, just that southern part of Argentina looks Yeah. So, so like yeah, if like, I'm if I'm saving all that money on a flight, I'm, you know, paying top dollar to go into the Galapagos because I know it's fucking expensive to go in there. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe somewhere warm as well would be nice, a, a warm, fairly remote mm-hmm. tropical island. Sounds, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'd just What's splurge in- and go somewhere fucking tropical and relaxing. Yeah, because I mean... Yeah, I mean, it has been stressful mentally, I suppose. Um, But also in another respect, it kind of, I mean, you're still working. But for me, it kind of feels like I've been on this huge holiday, but but one of them holidays where you're starting to get a bit of cabin fever and kind of want to get back to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, It'll be... It'll be a bit of a different world. What do you think is going to be like the biggest change that comes out of this? Say when where life is starting to get back to how it used to be, but obviously with some changes, what do you think is going to be the biggest change to the world? Oh, just the germophobia, I think. Um, like, I don't think that social distancing is going to go away anytime soon, even if we become more lenient on people being in businesses and stuff like that. I feel, still think that people are going to try to stand Michael Jordan distance away from each other, six foot six, if anybody's wondering what I mean by that, two meters. Um, if, you know, I've I heard a comparison and whether or not, I don't know if this is a socially conscious thing to say one way or another, but I heard that it's going to be kind of like post 9-11 where all of these precautions were put in place at airports, but you know, mm-hmm. in COVID's case into a lot more areas of ordinary life. And even once the yeah. horrible thing was done, um, a lot of what, you know, was put in place because of that is still going to be around as a precaution. So I think that a lot of the, you know, the hand washing, the social distancing, the, the face masks to a certain extent, the, the, you know, heightened disinfecting of everything, the fewer occupancy in grocery stores and restaurants and shops and whatever else. Um, I think that we are going to go back to public spaces like gyms and libraries and restaurants and, you know, places yeah. where people would occupy churches. Um, but I, I think it's, it's going to be with, you know, we're, we're going to see shadows of COVID I think for a decade to come. Minimum. Yeah. In the same um, way that we still see shadows of like, you know, nine eleven precautions with airport security and all these other things. 
Yeah. And that was, yeah, you know, think, two decades ago almost. I think you're right there. I, um, it, it's hard to imagine, you know, some of these precautions being around for, for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I don't I'm, think it's going to be, sure. it's, it's not going to be as extreme as it is now. Yeah. And no, it won't be extreme, but you look at places that were hit hard by, um, by SARS back in the day, places like, uh, you know, Singapore, Hong Kong. And because of SARS, which happened in the early 2000s, that's why a lot of people in places like that still walk around with masks on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's something that, uh, that, um, that we might do, but I think it will be, more a personal thing where personally everybody is really conscious about what they're touching, making sure they wash their hands afterwards um, and yeah, disinfecting and, and things like that. I, I think, you know, we will be able to get back to places where we can fill a football stadium with 50,000 people and, um, and stuff like that. But uh, I think it will be more on a personal level that will change. I think a lot of people are going to just continue working from home. I think, Having office spaces, um, I think a lot of companies are going to realize that that is completely pointless to pay rent. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to work from home. Oh, totally. Um, so I probably think that um, they're going to be two of the biggest changes. And then, obviously, the economy, which um, I am probably the thing I know least about is economics and the stock market and shit like that. So I'm not going to talk about it, but obviously it'll, uh, it'll be different. Hey Mikey, let me give you uh, one piece of economic advice that I know. All right. You got to listen okay. closely. All right. So buy low and sell high. Yep. Buy low, sell high. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That it's about two little basic concepts, okay? It's about supply and demand. <laughs> okay. You know, I actually did learn about that on Drugs Inc. on yeah. Netflix, which is a which is a good show. It's the the motto of a lot of drug dealers. They have that tattooed on their yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, bodies a lot. Don't get high on your own supply is another one. Yeah, it's true. They don't yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to that one very well. That's for sure. Yeah, but I've often caught myself watching TV shows and, you know, you see two people hug or shake hands, you're like, oh, oh I remember. The I remember good old days. To to Have you been watching any shitty reality TV? I know you share my uh, similar appreciation oh, for the boy. for the depths of... Eric, uh, let me tell you. Talk to me. You, I, do like reality, I do like reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been getting into an old favorite of mine. What's One that? that? I was really into during high school. Mm-hmm. Survivor. Survivor. Are you serious? Were you ever into it? Have Have we talked about this? No, dude. I've never been in, more into Survivor in my life than I have been in quarantine. You're watching Survivor? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> So I went through I went through a very brief stint of Survivor because an ex of mine was into it, but through another friend, okay. my friend Sebastian, he's a listener of the show. Shouts out Sebastian, what's up, dude? Um, his mom might be a future guest on the show, but that's another thing. But anyways, um, 
he's gotten Sabine and I into watching the current season. And then this divulged into us going back. You're watching the American version. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never seen the Aussie one, but, um, God, we've watched which seasons we've watched. Um, well, winners at war is what's going on right now, but we've watched, uh, blah, 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 game changers. We've watched hero versus villains. We've watched, um, we're currently watching fans versus favorites too. We've watched, we've watched probably three or four seasons of survivor. Holy shit. That's hilarious. You know what? You know what? What's your so, favorites? So it's funny that you say that, right? So I, um, I got Amazon prime mm-hmm. and, uh, Season 40 is on there. You have yeah. to kind of sign up for like this extra additional thing, but I just got the 30-day trial because I saw, saw that it was the 40th season yeah, and yeah. they're bringing back 20 winners. And I'm like, that's going to be fucking epic. And I remember a lot of them older players from the real early seasons that I Hell watched yeah. in the early 2000s when I was in, when I was in high school. And uh, so I was watching that and um, – that, just like what you said, inspired me to go back. So I went back and I figured out that the last season I ever watched in full was season 10, which was in 2005. Wow. I haven't watched so anything was, like pre-season 20. Right. So, yeah, I'd watched up to season 10 when it had come out when I was in high school. Yeah. So that was up to 2005 and I worked out. Um, and then so I just picked it up from there. So I watched season 11 and now I've just watched season 12. And I think, man, I'm just going to chronologically just, just go oh. through them all. And um, It's okay yeah. to jump around. It's, no shame in that. It's so bizarre. Never, uh, no, jump around as much as you like, mate. Don't let me hold, don't hold back from jumping around, okay? I'm, not I'm encouraging you um, to because I might mainly want to talk about it with you. But anyways. <laughs> no, I like order. I like order. I like yeah. the progression of how the game changes. Well, that is very true. That's the yeah. one thing because I've just been going off of recommendations from my friends. So they're like, oh, you got to watch this yeah. season. You got to watch. And the one biggest downside of watching the current season, season 40, so everybody playing it has won a previous season, is I'm mm-hmm. watching these seasons and I see these players on there and I'm like, well, fuck, they're going to win. And so there's no like, Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. the one downside and it's still it's, fun. It's, way better. it's, it's still way better when you find a season that Sab- you don't know who wins. Sabine finds not knowing way too stressful. So she actually finds relief in knowing who's going to be the winners. Right. And you can relax a little bit more. Yeah. I only, yeah. Some of them challenges towards the end of the season where like there's, yeah. It's a challenge for immunity. So I'm still having fucking stressful now. Yeah. So I'm oh. still having fun, like guessing the final threes and stuff like that, or the final twos or however many there are. Um, that part's still oh. fun, even if I know the outcome. So I've just been finding my own yeah. kind of micro games with it, with guessing. Yeah. Look, uh, looking at it, going back and, and watching in order is really fascinating at how the game has changed. And it's seriously has. Survivor. I, I love that. This is just survivor for the 
Oh no no oh, no! You don't know. You don't know. You don't know how happy this makes me that we've just divulged into Survivor talk. But one last thing is that the game seriously does evolve into like this own micro game, and that seriously showed in the newest season where you see these old players from the first, you know, ten to thirteen seasons or so, and they play the game a completely different way than the people in like the 30th seasons yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and not to spoil things one way or another, but it definitely, uh, definitely shows. Cause they always refer to it, the old school and the new school. I think probably season 20 before season 20, you consider yeah. old school and they play it way more differently. Like the early seasons, they're, they, they're more honest. They stick to their alliances more. Yeah. The older seasons, they're just like well, so much more cutthroat. And the season and, that I watched was probably not, not the best season, but it was really defining. It's season 11, and that's because they introduced the very first ever hidden immunity idol, mm-hmm. and that like changed the game. Well, and then, and then even the... Changed- mm-hmm. Even the rules change with the immunity idol and how they can be played. And then yeah, and when they can be played, whether it's at the start of tribal council, council, or after they vote, and um, like and they almost like idols almost become a disadvantage at a certain point in the game. Yeah, I mean, if you're seen as someone who's going out there looking for idols all the time, people are going to vote you off because they don't trust you. No, and this um, is, and this is what I love to see the progression of reality shows is like. Because eventually the people who start playing are just such big fans of the show and that the game becomes its own thing. Like the game deconstructs and becomes like this own like almost meta version of the game. Because in the original seasons you see them, you know, explain every rule to every aspect of the game. There's so much more like pomp and circumstance and explanation and whatever. And then it just like, it gets so much more fast paced and they're like, okay, we're doing challenges. We're doing this, we're doing that. And like, there's almost the expectation of the viewer to understand what's going on. Once you get into later seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Last thing I'll say about it, and I think what is cool is that they, as we said, we can they continue to evolve, and that's why they're able to have forty seasons, and the show's been gone for twenty years. And with the new seasons, they've introduced currency, um, mm-hmm. and it's fire really tokens. cool because it's yeah, it's like almost mimicking uh, human evolution, where we went from trading for goods yeah. to like slowly bringing in like little tokens. And then eventually into currency. So that's right. going to be. I know. I, I got really into it, and I was watching an interview with Jeff Pokes, and, and he was talking about how like this, these fire tokens of currency is going to be the way forward for Survivor um, from now on. So this um, has been a preview, listeners, <laughs> of uh, Mikey and I's new podcast, Surviving a Broadcast, and um, yeah, we're uh, I mean, going to spin off the show and just start fucking talking about old Survivor at I, this point. And I. I I would draw a guess out there that there could possibly be thousands of survivor-related podcasts. Oh, um, I, I, uh, I can't believe that was I on like one I quite well. I can't believe you were on one. That the ex who was super into Survivor um, did oh, a did, did a reality right. TV show based podcast, and uh, Survivor That's was a big right. topic on that 
Shouts out to Connor I Chan who listens that. to this. I do remember that. And I was going to say, it's crazy that I know you so well, but I never knew you were into Survivor, but... I, I, I wasn't. Dude, no, this is this is a recent revelation. I was actually really bitter towards it for a little while, and then I've kind of recently got back into it because it's it's yeah. just comfort viewing and i you know if you it is. if you don't want to get invested in a big story and a big serious story in a show but something you can kind of still be hooked to you know honestly if, if anybody's out there and they need something to watch oh, watch some survivor I'm man you, it might sound corny and silly survivor is the way to go yeah, yeah, yeah. great tip you heard it first here yeah, that's Survivor, um, one of the more popular TV shows on television. You get the Living a Broadcast bump, and uh, exactly Jeff Probst come on our show. Uh, a small reality show from the US that's only been around for yeah. twenty years. Twenty years, forty yeah, seasons. We give, you, we give you the recommendation. Um, let's move on from that. Okay. Do you have any like? What are you going to do for the rest of this kind of self-isolating period? Do you have any big uh, plans or goals you want to achieve? Um, you want to get, you know, a six-pack or like what? <laughs> what, are, what are your plans? I don't think a six-pack is happening anytime soon, but I'm certainly uh, trying to flatten some of my curves, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I've been riding my bike every day, and um, I mean, there's no better time to. You know, I mean, I know the initial reaction of people was to snack a lot and kind of comfort eat, but I've just been mm, not doing that, I guess, and uh, riding my bike and, you know. So you're just going to continue to do that? Sure. I guess that's my goal. I tried to do an online course. Did I tell you that? No. <laughs> tried to do an online course. Um, it was ancient Egypt. Okay. Because I thought, you know, ancient Egypt's interesting. It's kind of like the start of modern civilization, you know. Um, it was boring as that shit. It was one of the most dry, boring things uh, I ever did. Ancient um, Egypt. So, ancient Egypt. Just the way it was presented was, was terrible. It was actually with a reputable university as well online. It was free. Was it um, one of those Ivy so, League school free courses? Yeah. Yeah. It through, was really, really bad. Through Yale or something? Yeah, it was University of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't do it, kids. Don't do it. Um, but I really want to learn something because I've got all this free time. But honestly, maybe you can give me a suggestion, suggestion, Eric. I don't know what I should learn. I, I don't know. What are you interested in? I don't know. That's what I'm having trouble with. What about you? Okay. So I don't, I don't know if you have a desire to increase this, but one thing that I notice you, I don't know if you complain about, and I don't even consider it a fault of you, but you know, the technology thing and you're, you're always, Oh, I, I don't, I don't know technology. Oh, I don't, and that's, this is a cheap shot, Eric. What? This That's a not a cheap shot. shot. I'm I'm not I'm I'm legitimately trying to be nice and being like just like, you know, get familiar with some computer shit. I don't know. Like I've been getting familiar with my new phone. I'm doing this, aren't I? That's over cool. A phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. I called you and hit um, a button on my end, but 
Um, and excuse <laughs> me, excuse me, who has a VPN? And I told, I taught you how to use my VPN. Oh, that was, that was a big help. Not to get back on the topic huh? of reality TV, but Mikey gave me a VPN code so I could uh, watch an Australian reality show. But anyways. I got a panic is the only way you could describe it. A panic test message from Eric wanting to know <laughs> how to watch the new season of MasterChef Australia. It's so uh, good. I did him a solid. It's so it's, good. Um, he did me a big a solid. Yeah. It's fantastic. Use it every day. Um, but mm. yeah. Did you know that? Maybe, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I could do that. You know, one thing I did, I'm not playing much guitar, which I probably yeah. should. Um, you know what song I learned the other day? What's that? I saw a tiger <laughs> by Joe Exotic. You know that song in the yeah. in the um. When uh, your gu- the, your guitar songs are are amazing. So for those of you who aren't aware of Mikey's viral presence, he's covered such hit songs as uh, "Who Let the Dogs Out." And the cat dog theme song. So in uh, typical, um, you know, thematic form, he's covered now another animal-related song. Yeah, it's all about cats and dogs. Yeah, uh, which I've just realised. Maybe I will make a video of uh, of. That's tiger. really funny. And Tigersaur, man. <laughs> oh, fakers. Um, I'm worried that he's going to get out of prison, run for president, and people may just be crazy enough to He's vote in, him in prison? Dude, spoiler. Uh, I mean, it's inevitable. I'm not surprised by that fact, but. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Oh, well. You're probably the only person on earth that hasn't watched the Eric. Probably. One of few. Not all, I haven't watched all of it. I know. I've been watching too much bad. fucking Survivor. Such, dude, I have such a bad habit of spoilers. Did I tell you the time um, I, I spoiled the golf for, for Keegan? Spoiled what? Golf? The golf result. It was... Was that when, like, Tiger won his third or fifth or yeah. whatever the fuck? Yeah, it was probably in the year that we lived together over a year yeah it's probably the most angriest year ever, ever got at me because I accidentally let slip that Tiger Woods won the I don't know the fucking Masters or some golfing something what's that called and golf is the only thing he cares about is that the, U- the Masters the US Masters or something PGA PGA yeah um, when you win you win like a green jacket and, yeah, uh, the fucking yeah. Stanley Cup for golf. Who? <laughs> Pretty much. He was watching a delayed telecast, and he's obsessed with golf. And uh, I accidentally let it slip, and oh. he didn't talk to me for like Serves four years. him hours. right for not being uh, dedicated enough to watch it live. I'm kidding, Keegan. I love and you. That's how I. That's how I feel about you and Tiger King. You haven't been committed enough. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, maybe we should put a. Um, a disclaimer in the description of this podcast that <laughs> the end of Tiger King is, is spoiled by me, just so we don't piss anybody else off. We didn't spoil any Survivor, did we? No. Mm-mm. No, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. There's only about, what, two-thirds of this podcast about Survivor? 
if you're not into Survivor, this podcast is going to be a struggle for you, I think. So it's going to not appeal to the majority of our listeners, but really appeal maybe to a new... You never know. Uh, you and me were closet. We were closet Survivor fans with each other. You're so hearing like this live, listeners. Them. Mikey and I disclose disclosing our Survivor fandom to each other. Have you been watching and, any and other, like other reality TV shows? I'm watching MasterChef Australia because that's back on. Yeah, you're obsessed with that. Love it. Um, other reality shows. I don't think so. What other one? I watched a couple of them shitty Netflix ones, but I think it was pre-COVID. I watched uh, Love is Blind. Yeah. Um, only watched the finale with that one. You only watched the finale? Yeah. I didn't give a shit. That's, Sabine filled that's me in. Stupid. Didn't give a shit. Um, it's ridiculous, but it's addictive. I watched uh, The Circle as love, well, which I know you were into. Love The Circle. Did you see that the Brazilian version is on Netflix now? No. I should yeah. go back and watch they got that. The, they got the Brazilian version. And then they've got that new one, Too Hot to Handle. Have you heard of that one? Oh, yeah. All you have to do is like not have sex for a month and you get $100,000 or something. It's It's split between every contestant and they are all like horny, sexy, single people who in their normal lives, like kind of casually hook up with people, nothing wrong with that. But they were given about 12 hours together to just enjoy this island paradise. And just when they were on the cusp Wait, of... It's only, it's only 12 hours? Well, it, it's only 12 hours before the, the ball drops. Like they were given 12 hours to just think they were just on this like dating reality show kind of thing. Just before they hit the point where people would naturally maybe start hooking up kind of thing. Right. And then they were told the whole premise of the show is to not do that. And any kissing, any kissing, any touching, any sex, any masturbation is all money deducted from this hundred thousand dollars. That's going to be split between all the contestants. So any release basically the the producers for 12 hours gets them as, Randy and as horny as yeah. humanly possible, and then tell them they can't even touch each other. Yeah, okay, that kind of makes things interesting. That's and so, of, what if you if you touch someone at five thousand dollars off the kitty? I know. I've actually never watched it. Masturbate at fifty thousand dollars off. I've okay. never, I've never heard. I've never actually seen the show. I've just heard what the rules I are. Mean, but it sounds like you know a lot to someone who's never watched it. I just heard it explained on another podcast. Okay. Now we're just talking podcast. Well, this is somehow turned into a reality TV I kinda, podcast. And, and I, Maybe I, that's and I'm here for it, brother. I'm here for it as well. Maybe that's actually to wrap up for, for this week. Maybe. Well, um, listeners, we're going to be back. I, I, I think this will be more consistent now. I've got a working <laughs> phone. Yeah, we're used to this whole phoning in isolation we've got, got it set up really, man yeah we've got some really good guests yeah um to come people so, who have been severely um uprooted uh by this whole covid shit 
um, particularly mm-hmm. in terms of living abroad as well. Yeah. So I should have done this towards the top of the show. Um, sure. But uh, maybe I'll even put it up there. I'll, I'll try to isolate it as best I can and I can chop out the audio. But uh, yeah, so I apologize to Mikey. Um, and I do want to say something to the listeners as well which is I genuinely apologize for the last four weeks of hiatus with, you know, nothing to say in regards to why we took a hiatus. Um, We mentioned a bunch of reasons, you know, technical faults, um, switching of jobs. It's been a tough time for everyone. And I sincerely apologize for the lack of communication. Um, You know, some of it comes from these factors, but to be brutally honest, it does come from just a pure laziness factor from my part. I mean, doing the show is uh, an effort of some degree on uh, on my part and doing the social media. Um, so uh, I do want to apologize to uh, the people who were tuning in on a consistent basis. We are, were actually at our most popular at the time of the COVID outbreak um, in terms of weekly listeners and everything to be, you know... Uh, full, fully transparent, but, uh, I have also in fear of all of that, not looked at the numbers since that. So, um, not that any of that matters in how we do the show. We don't make any money off of this. Um, but I do want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, and hopefully we can get on a little bit more of a consistent schedule now that, Mikey and I literally have no other fucking thing to do. And uh, so shouts out to people who've emailed. Um, Oh my God. Okay, dude, we have to keep doing this longer. I just remember we do have an email from three weeks ago. Yeah. Holy shit. We should probably get to that. And I I apologize. (sighs) Eric doesn't have to take the the full full four there. But I will. It's interesting that you said that at the peak of our powers, we were brought down by by COVID. Um, oh yeah, that's definitely a conspiracy think, too. You know, maybe yeah, people like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg were worried about <sighs> our online presence and power. Um, had to do something about it. We have you know? a we have an um, email from the podcast pirate. Oh, okay, cool. And um, it's funny enough what you just said. It's it's titled COVID nineteen a conspiracy. How am I only hearing about this now, Eric? This should have been on my desk three weeks ago. Oh my god, anyway, it is it is quite the read. Incredible. Okay. Thank you, do Sarah. We, do we um, have time? Of course. Okay. Bro, we've got nothing but time. Like I said, I might move this up. Dear Living a Broadcast, apologies for the radio silence. The world got weird. Real weird. Didn't it all? Shouts out to all the Canadians currently abroad trying to get home or choosing to stay put. Good luck to you all. Although I am still waiting for the broadcast bandit to send me this alleged manifesto, I felt that during this time it may be interesting to write in as a Canadian abroad during COVID-19. Every day, life seems to have taken a turn. First of all, did you know that New Zealand has a phone number for the border You can call, in quotations, the border, and they pick you up. Or they pick up, um, and they are super friendly. A week ago, I was in Antigua. 
Bars were packed, restaurants were full, thousands of people were flying daily. No one took COVID seriously. Truthfully, they barely do now. We heard the news about what was happening in the rest of the world, and my family chat was going crazy, but we were essentially in a bubble uh, where the beers were cold and the rum was almost gone. Canada shut, and in the span of a few hours, I made the decision to quit my job and fly to New Zealand in order to stay with my Kiwi partner, in quotations, Honey Dude. I'm sure he'll um, join that Canadian uh, PR quest in the next year or two. Flying through Miami and L.A. was nothing short of eerie. New Zealand immigration limited travel to citizens, residents, and immediate family, including, in quotations, partners. I essentially spent 30 minutes at the border trying to explain to immigration the value of a partnership in an industry no one knows about and, in quotations, living together with utility bills is not an option. Um, The risk I took meant if I was denied, I would be deported to Canada. Luckily, they watched below deck and are easily uh, the most (laughs) compassionate immigration officers I have ever met. I'm in. She's into New Zealand. Uh, Four hours after landing, New Zealand announced a level four lockdown, canceling all non-essential flights. A day later, the Antiguan airport shut down. I was very lucky. And now, to be honest, I am absolutely loving the luxury of a couch and high-speed internet in quarantine. New Zealand has also been incredibly compassionate with regards to visas. I encourage all Canadians choosing to stay abroad safely, a.k.a. the ones living abroad, not traveling, um, to look into their current healthcare options as coverage has not completely ceased and to look into visa extensions. For myself, my visa was extended to six months, no questions asked. Although it is incredibly weird to be in a country and not, um, and not be taking advantage of it, I encourage everyone to follow suit and in all caps, stay home. While we sit at home, I figured I would come up with my own Mount Rushmore of COVID conspiracies in honor of Mikey. In in brackets, yeah, um, in parentheses, she says, uh, please note, this is all in good fun and I do not believe any of this. Also, I in no way intend to minimize um, any takeaway from the tragedy billions of people are facing daily if no one... Um, if you know this will offend you, stop listening. So I love the preface there, but <laughs> she says Walmart is taking over. I believe in a very sneaky way, Walmart um, to vilify Jeff Bezos from Amazon, turning the world against him, and uh, in a turn to not use Amazon while in a one stomp destroying other competitors. This is Walmart's attempt to um, well and truly be the one-stop shop. McDonald's is just taking, is just on for the ride. Fuck you, Ronald. You know this is messed up. <laughs> Conspiracy too. I couldn't really hear too much the, the, the last bit of that. Is your microphone up near your mouth? Yes, it is. Okay. It's maybe a little, bit weird. Maybe it's on my end. Maybe a little internet cut out there. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so uh, can, taking over. Yeah, number one. Conspiracy two. Greta Thunberg fighting climate change. <laughs> While in L.A., Honeydude and I came across a man in the bus who was adamant about pointing out that he hasn't seen one person who is sick, nor does he know anyone who is sick. Obviously, Greta got angry that no one is taking her seriously. So in a game of broken telephone, the message spread about the global pandemic um, versus sharing her insight about global academics. I'm not saying that it was intentional, but she sure isn't upset about thousands of airlines coming to a halt, billions of cars coming to a standstill and families going on walks, the Venice canals being clear again and lions running free in Russia. I feel a massive, I told you so, coming from this little lady. Mm, yeah. Okay. Greta, I feel like Greta might be behind, behind some of this. All right. Yeah. Good all point, right. So she's say she's presenting all of these conspiracies. Ironically, you're just going on for them uh, full seriousness. <laughs> no, no. I, I think it's <laughs> the same preface that Sarah did as well. I, I know that this, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot, lot of, of fun. A lot of a lot of tragedy, but uh, our podcast here is their entertainment value. Hopefully, um, you know. I mean, people away from the, the seriousness of all this. So these are very fictional. These say. are very fictional ideas that are fun to entertain, just as a thought exercise. Yeah, yeah. And Which all, all my conspiracy theories yeah. are like that. I do it for entertainment and just for fun. You know, yeah. There's none that I really believe. No. Um, we got two more. This is an incredible email. I I, I said two more. Um. She actually, there's four more. I'm sorry. Um, three men in black. Obviously, this is a plan from the men in black who are um, alleged quasi-government agents who are covering up a massive failed mission where they did not manage to protect the alien secrets. And this is the only way to, in quotations, create an antivirus, a.k.a. inject everyone with government chips to monitor our thoughts and true alien interactions Four, mm-hmm. the most shit, um, black mirror episode ever. Yeah. That's all for number yeah. four. Could agree more. Yeah. Um, five Lululemon athletic wear domination. Lululemon <laughs> stocks are suspiciously on the rise and this pandemic just happened to absolutely destroy Milan slash Paris and New York Fashion Week. The global fashion industry is ruined. What will we wear this fall? <laughs> but wait, comfy athletic wear to make everyone feel like fancy sweatpants are acceptable and athletic wear somehow equates to being athletic. Lululemon, what have you done? Uh, probably pissed off our Olympic athletes who don't wear Lululemon. So no, no, no one gets to compete. Shame, Lulu, shame. Uh, and, you know, to, to, to back that up, Lululemon is based, of course, here in Vancouver. Yeah. that has not been very hard hit by For COVID. real. It's like, oh, that, we're, we're that, doing great about the coronavirus. What are you doing so wrong? Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we got oh, one more. I like that. I we like got that. one more. Thank you for this incredible okay. email, by the way. And I'm sincerely apologize for not reading it till the end of this. God getting on an hour and a half long 
episode, but um, we got number six here, which is uh, Bill Gates, I Told You So. Bill tried mm. to warn us about preparing for the next pandemic back in 2016 in a TED Talk. A diehard fan, perhaps, took it too far and created a virus to indeed knock out 60% of the population. This fan hacked into the Gates' um, private diary and knew he was sick of millennials complaining about how hard they work and how they can never have the same opportunity everyone else has in the current housing market. So gave them what they want. Uh, take three months off of Netflix and chill. I'll wipe out the entire economic systems and we all start at zero. And those who actually got their shit together will um, be ready to strike when this is all over. Someone essentially just stood up and flipped the board while playing real life Monopoly yelling, fuck it. <laughs> we'll just start over. Life isn't um, that much harder, Grandma, now that I have... Uh, I too have to walk five miles to school. (laughs) (laughs) In five feet of snow. Yeah. Shouts out to all the homies (laughs) on the front lines. Thank you for everyone else. Stay the fuck home. This is not the time to hashtag explore BC. You are not special. Stay home. (laughs) Be Uh, kind. Stay healthy. The podcast pirate not currently plundering the seas and staying home. Holy shit. I could have just read that email and that would have been the episode and that had more value to say than anything we said in the last hour and 10 minutes leading up to me reading that. Good point. You should have started the episode with that, but uh, so I, I blame you a fair bit. Uh, very no, that validly a, should. I mean, it's further evidence. Email. Further, further evidence um, that the podcast pirate should just do this fucking podcast at this point. We have to have her on yeah, as another I mean, guest we, too. Yeah, we don't want to encourage people making competitive podcasts. Um, so let let's squash that right now. Uh, I I enjoyed them. What what did you think about some of them conspiracy theories, Eric? Do you think any of them could be? the Greta one is my favorite um has been for a few weeks now ever since I heard it she was I the first one to tell you about that and I I don't remember where I heard that maybe she's shifty there's something shifty about it but uh, (laughs) how dare you something like this don't ask you to pull something like this um no, really good, and a great message there at the end. A couple of really good, good messages. Um, you know, obviously, um, we should should we send out our thanks? You know, to the frontline workers. I suppose we should. Yeah, for keeping, real. Keeping everyone safe. Eric, is your neighborhood banging pots and pans together at seven o'clock? Oh, dude, my neighborhood's popping off every night at seven. Whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm nowhere near a hospital, but uh, you know, nonetheless. Yeah, Good it's going crazy. Um, Good. I, I I go over to Trout Lake a fair bit to practice my um my my frisbee throwing <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Trout Lake, like people congregate at Trout Lake, and and now it's becoming a problem <laughs> because they're they're becoming a problem. They want to shout and cheer at seven o'clock, but they're kind of congregating to do so, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. No, a lot of places are doing that in Vancouver. I mean, we are not 
the shining example of social distancing in that in this city. That's for sure. As a you know, a city whose culture revolves around being outside, you look at the seawall at five o'clock on any given weekday, and that place is a fucking parade. Yeah. Can I share with you quickly one outdoor activity that I've never seen in BC, but I have seen, I saw yesterday? Yeah, please. Um, so I was over at Trout Lake practicing my disc golf, obviously over on the rugby field, um, just throwing it from one end to the other, trying to mm-hmm. just work on my distance. Um, and I look to the other side and I see, I, I, I hear a noise, a really weird noise that someone is making. Okay. And a noise. And I look over and this woman, middle aged woman, is walking across the uh, the rugby field with Mm -hmm. her hands out in front of her as if you're say as if you're pretending to be a crocodile with your two hands kind (laughs) of you know, the jaws of a crocodile. Um and she's got her hands in front of her, her chest, making this, this whoop, whoop sound. And she's wearing a blindfold. <laughs> and she's walking across the rugby field. What the fuck and is she doing? I'm throwing, I'm throwing these discs. And I get concerned. <laughs> I'm going to hit this woman that's blindfolded and she will have no idea what to hit her. Um, and I'm so intrigued by it that I, I sit down and I watch her. And what she was trying to do is I could tell after a while she was trying to get from one end of the rugby field to the other in a straight line, blindfolded. And I, you know what I think she was do, trying to learn to do? You know how some blind people can um, do that thing where they make a noise and the noise bounces off objects? And they can see that there's objects in front of them. I mean, that's what bats do, but it's kind of like dolphins do it. It's like it's like reverberation. Um, Yeah, yeah. And I honestly think that she was learning sonar. um, Yeah, sonar shit. Um, But just the sight of this woman walking across the rugby field completely blindfolded uh, was was pretty hilarious. Um, I mean, that's very cool. But I feel like it's very Vancouver. Only in Vancouver would someone kind of uh, do that as an outdoor activity. I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to laugh too hard at the actions of someone because the blind population. I mean, in terms of how they read and stuff, it's all correlated to reading or um, through touch. So. Oh, it's an, it's. It's you amazing. Know, so, all so Braille great, and stuff like that, wrong. but it but it's something that's kind of heavily discouraged right now. So it's definitely a disadvantage to those who are trying to stay safe. But if you're only that, you know method of reading is through, t- anyways. Um, Don't get me wrong. Very cool. It's just a very odd thing to say. But, uh, I was very confused. Yeah. Anyways, let's wrap yeah, this, this up. Yeah, this been a long one. Yeah, wrap this shit up, Eric. Yeah. Um. So. Thank you for putting up with me and Mikey talking about uh, reality TV there in the middle. Um, Sarah, thank you for that incredible email. Much more valuable than I think anything else uh, Mikey and I said on this episode. 
But uh, if you want to email us, guys, um, that email is still active. It's livingabroadcast at gmail.com. We've given up on Twitter at this point. Um, don't bother tweeting at livingabroadpod, but fuck it, why not? And, um, of course, Instagram is uh, at livingabroadcast. Easy to find. livingabroadcast at gmail.com. One more time, um, we would love to hear from you listeners. Um, we'll put this episode up. I know it's a day late and a month short than that uh, normally is, but um, it's here for you, and we want to be here for you. Um, it took Mikey and I a little while to kind of adjust to everything that was going on and put this episode together and figure out how to record it remotely and all that good stuff, but uh, we want to be here for you on a more regular basis. So um, thank you for those of you who um, have reached out to us, asked us about you know, the hiatus. I have had a few people, oh, are you pausing doing the podcast and stuff? And I said, oh, we're just figuring it out. So we do want to keep doing it for you, um, I guess, in this capacity. But, um, you know, with not having guests as readily available, um, the more feedback we can get from you who listen is uh, all that much more appreciated. So everybody out there listening, I always like to shout out Irene um, and whoever else listens. Um, we appreciate you more than ever. And uh, we love you. Stay safe. And uh, I've been Eric. I've been Mikey. Thank you so much. And uh, stay the fuck home, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Wash your hands.